Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O It's now a couple of weeks after the Wisconsin Badgers finished their season. I'm here. Rohan Chakravarti, your host, to break it all down, talk about the Badgers, their spring ball, and breakout candidates for the 2023 season. Welcome back to the program, everybody. As I said, I'm your host, Rohan Chakravarti, the site manager here at Bucky's Fifth Quarter. And today, we're going to have a fun episode. It's just me and you guys talking together. We're going to be talking about spring ball and breakout candidates. And let's start with, really, what's been on our minds the last few weeks and that's been the Badgers' different approach to spring ball. Earlier last week, I talked about the offense, the position groups, broke it down how I thought every player was doing before the final two weeks. Now, obviously, a lot happened in the final week, uh, final two weeks of the spring. Uh, everyone saw the, the launch where it was a little bit of a shaky performance for the offense per se. And then, obviously, after the launch, there was two practices as well on Tuesday and Thursday of the final week of April. But overall, here's what I've got to say about the offense when it comes to spring ball. The offense is going to be a lot different, but not necessarily in the way many expect. Offensive coordinator Phil Longo clarified this when we spoke to him for the first time in the offseason, and he talked about how his air raid offense isn't necessarily meaning let's pass, let's pass, let's pass, let's pass, let's pass. No. Instead, Phil Longo clarified, he said, with the air raid offense, they're looking to not only pass the ball, but more so operate in a spread offense, push the ball vertically downfield, utilize their fast tempo to their liking, understanding how it can really uh, uh, confuse defenses with the different things they do in regards to motion, in regards to different formations, with the receivers in the backfield, with running backs out in the slot, with the different things they do, find ways to confuse defenses and utilize that fast tempo to obviously your liking which the Badgers have started to accumulate themselves to offensively over the offseason. But the other portion of it is you play to your personnel. And Phil Longo has done a good job of playing to his personnel throughout his coaching career, really. When you look at UNC, there was a year where they had Javante Williams and Michael Carter in the backfield at UNC when Sam Howell was the quarterback. As a result, what do you do? You have a, a, a two-back system. You've got both guys that can really operate as bell cows, but you split the reps and you have a really prominent rushing attack with a good vertical attack as well from Sam Howell to really uh, involve the entirety of that offense. Now, Longo, he says, it depends on the personnel, and the Badgers have really good wide receivers this year. That's the difference. But as well as the wide receivers, they've got good running backs. And I think this year you're going to see a good amount of running the football. In the launch, the one really main takeaway that we could say was a true positive for the offense was the way the run game operated with Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi. Now, this Badgers defense is different. It's a little more aggressive maybe than some that they'll see later uh, this year. And the Badgers offense is going to have to find the ways to make them pay through the air – 
to make sure that that aggression uh, can't always be had. But the run game was working, and really you see these different runs, a lot of runs uh, outside in between the tackles and these outside zone concepts that uh, were working in the launch, but also in the duration of spring. And really what we're trying to get to is Braylon Allen last year had a couple of issues. One, he was tasked with carrying a majority of the workload. Teams knew they're going to run the football. We don't respect them through the air because obviously of how the offensive system was, because of obviously the quarterback issues that they had with Graham Mertz and his inconsistencies, weather, all factors permitting. You know, teams stacked 8-9 in the box sometimes. Well, not 8-9, but 7-8 in the box uh, and really forced Braylon Allen to do something else rather than just run the offense. And that's where you see these tendencies from Braylon Allen to try and get home run plays, understanding that if you try and regularly run the offense, yeah, you might go, uh, you might slowly churn at the yards away, but it might not be enough to put points on the board. Whereas you need 23 points, 24 points to really uh, uh, beat, beat offense or defense opposing offenses. When obviously your defense is playing at their best, that is, you need 24 points. And so that's where this year it might be a little different. Allen, you don't have to uh, go for the home run hitters. You can really play within the confines of the offense. I'm not trying to say that in a negative way, playing within the confines, because this is a really solid offense. And so he's going to be able to operate. And this is where I think you see more of that true talent come out, where it's you now have to showcase your vision a lot more because, you know, the holes are going to be there for you to utilize you showcase that power because you're going to be utilized uh, given given space to operate you're going to utilize that speed because you're going to be uh you're going to have more gaps and so how do you incorporate the entirety of your skill set that's what we're going to see from braylon allen this year and likely those factors indicate where braylon allen falls next I guess you call it spring next april when the nfl draft comes will he be a day two pick could he slide into the first round? Where will he end up going? I think that a lot of these questions will be answered. And I think Phil Longo's offense helps propel his draft stock overall. But remember, it's not just Allen. It's Ches Malusi as well. And I think that that's going to be a valuable factor for the Badgers when it comes to their offensive outlook because Ches Malusi is another guy who can operate and he can also serve as a bell cow back for the Badgers. And so for the Badgers, you've got Braylon Allen, you've got Ches Malusi, you've got a couple of options now for the Badgers where you can really figure things out and you've got another guy to rely on should something not work. And so offensively, I think we see a good mix of running back utilization and obviously the passing game util utilization. But the main takeaway I'm going to say that I saw from Spring Brawl was it's not going to be receiver-centric only. The Badgers are going to move the ball around. Running backs caught a lot of passes out of the flat because it's a quick, a quick tempo offense. You're trying to get the ball out quick. You, you're, you're trying to get really your playmakers in space. And so you might see a lot of passes to the flat. You might see a lot of quick throws, slants, hitches, curls, all sorts of like shorter routes, shorter intermediate routes. But then don't worry. There's still a good layer of the offense where you, you're taking deep shots, where you're taking intermediate shots. It's really an offense that incorporates all elements of the Badgers' Uh, or of the offense for the Badgers of all elements of the field is what I'm trying to say. And so I think this offense certainly has potential. Now, how quickly it reaches its potential likely indicates how far the Badgers can go this season. Because right now, the defense is the strong suit, and we'll get to the defense in a minute. But for the offense, 
I'm looking forward to seeing in real life, uh, in real game action, how does that offense kind of transpire with the different elements that the Badgers incorporated? Because it's it's a new receiver group right now. Will Pauling, C.J. Williams, and Shamari D.K. are the are the number one receivers. We're also having Bryson Green, and we still have Keontes Lewis and Skylar Bell in the mix amongst, you know, that could be the top six receivers that the Badgers have. So a couple of new faces. That's three new faces in the top six that I'm already saying. At the running back position, it's saying, but the quarterback position, you've got Tanner Mordecai, a guy who you're bringing in as well as a completely new offense. So you've got a lot of moving parts in this offense. How quickly they click is going to be important. Now, the Badgers, they start their season playing Buffalo, I believe. So, you know, it's, I'm not trying to diminish necessarily their uh, who they're going to play, but overall, I do think that they also have a little bit of leeway where they can kind of get into it um, and they, they can kind of, you know, fit their way into what their season allows them to do. But still, it's going to be an integral port. Portion, uh, portion of the season for the Badgers and figuring themselves out before they reach teams like Purdue in week four, teams like Illinois in Iowa in week six and seven. And then the big one, obviously, is Ohio State in week eight at home on October 28th. You've got a lot of different teams that I think the, uh, the Badgers are going to look forward to on that conference slate after the three non-conference games with Buffalo, Washington State, and then Georgia Southern to begin the year. So I think, you know, that's where you're really wanting to get that offense rolling after those first three weeks when it gets to the conference slate. You want to make sure that offense is clicking. But I want to talk about spring ball on the defensive side of the ball. Mike Trussell, man, that defense, it's looking like it, it's got some extra layers to it. Now, last year, Jim Leonard, obviously running his defense that he's been running since 2017, since he stepped in as the defensive coordinator. However, there have been a couple of changes, it seems, with the defense. Last year, Leonard, uh, specifically in relation to the safeties group, which was Leonard's main group, they were asked to kind of play more freely. And when I say that, it wasn't more so role to planet. Uh, there was a lot more you could play either side, uh, the left and right side of the safeties. You had a lot, a lot more responsibility. This year, the responsibility remains, but the roles are a little more defined uh, with Coach Hitchler there in the safety room. And that has, in a way, some players have said, Austin Brown, Kamoy Latu, the guys that we've spoken to, have said made it a little easier for them to focus on a single role. And while it might not necessarily uh, mean that they get to do the entirety of what the safety position allows, you have a specific role that the Badgers are going to allow uh, those players to run. And I think that that might help at least get the def uh, get the defense down first of all but also allow more communication and a little more of a better relation with your teammates one guy that we've already seen and that we'll see come up later when I talk about breakouts is Ricardo Hallman and when we talk about Ricardo Hallman he himself said that this new system has been a little easier for him and he plays the off coverage role as the line uh, as as the cornerback at the outside boundary corner the uh, the the old system this is that Cincinnati defense they ran one corner in press coverage which is Alexander Smith and then another corner on off coverage but it's not necessarily always man-to-man -man coverage they run cover three as well they run a couple of different concepts but you know the different ways that they've been utilizing this defense the secondary uh with their cornerbacks I think it's made it easier for every player to embrace their role. And Ricardo Hallman clearly seems to have benefited from that with his confidence uh, as high as it probably has been during his Badgers career over these past two years. So 
good signs there for the defense. As for the front seven, I think the one question that I really have is where is the pass rush going to come? A lot of splash plays we saw came from blitzing linebackers, came from, uh, you know, these unique sprinkles that Mike Trussell had. But what if those unique sprinkles, you know, you, how many times are you going to deploy them in a game? Because while you want to remain aggressive, you still need to remain disciplined. That's the big issue that the Badgers had last year. And so that's where I wonder how many times are you going to have those sprinkles? How many times can you really get those front three, front four to put pressure on the quarterback without Nick Herbig and without a guy like Keanu Benton to eat up space over the middle? A guy who I think should have a good role despite him not playing at all in spring is Darian Varner, a guy who had seven and a half sacks last year. That's the most production that any Badgers player had apart from Nick Herbig in terms of their sack total at uh, Temple last year, which earned him first team all AAC. I think that he's a guy who should play despite him not playing thus far in spring. He's a guy who you should keep your eyes on um, in terms of production and in terms of a guy who could play a significant role. Another guy who I think you should keep your eye on, Jeff Petrowski, the transfer from Michigan State. He's a guy who I wrote about this past week as a guy who stood out in spring ball. He didn't play as much as well. He had an illness that held him out for a couple of practices, but he saw reps with the first-team defense when he was back on the field, earned rave reviews from outside linebackers coach Matt Mitchell, who praised not only his play on the field, but also his leadership in coming immediately from Michigan State and turning into a leader into the room. That's a guy who I like. I think he's got the most refined pass rush moves of the players currently helping on the team. He's got good speed to power. He's got a good combination of both. He's got solid pass rush moves as well. And I think he fits well on the team at the outside linebacker position who can really take on offensive linemen and make a move and get to the quarterback. That's something that I'm intrigued to see and intrigued really to see how far his role plays. They've got good players that have already been here and CJ gets Rodas Johnson, Isaiah Mullins, and a couple of those guys, obviously the, the defensive ends from last year seem to be playing more in that three tech, maybe even in that one tech role, sometimes in that five tech role as well, like James Thompson, you know, they're playing more in the interior. They're playing, they're allowing the defensive at the outside linebackers to come in, play on the outside um, and really rush, uh, rush the passer against the tackles. These guys are lining up against the guards and the centers. They're playing a little more on the inside. And so I wonder exactly how, you know, that role is going to go because the Badgers, obviously, when you talk about the role that they have, um, they, they, last year, it wasn't really a team that, that dominated in terms of the amount of pressures that they got. So that's one thing I'm wondering where does that come from? Is it going to be a linebacker heavy uh, unit where, you know, you're going to see a lot more linebacker blitzes and guys like Newman, uh, John Meta, uh, Jordan Turner, they're going to go after the quarterback or even Jake Cheney, a guy who had a good spring, a guy who's a good blitzer. And so we'll see where that pass rush comes from. That's a question of mine, but overall with the front seven, they're solid in run defense I, uh, so far. And I think that they're going to be a group that's able to fit their holes well. I think this is a team, again, where they have defined roles. It's not as much freely uh, uh, free ball. And with less of that, I think you're going to see a more disciplined team. Now, of course, it's got uh, to turn together on paper. They've got to be able to make tackles well defensively as a unit. And I think that that's going to be important. But I like the aggressive look that I've seen from Mike Trestle so far. I like the different formations that we've seen. You know, it's been things like two, three, sixes, three, three, fives, even where you have five down linemen uh, with obviously two being outside linebackers. You see a different incorporation of uh, different rotations with the defensive unit. 
three linebacker sets, three safety sets, all sorts of different things. And I think that's going to benefit the Badgers here because you have a lot of different players that are willing to play in those roles. And I think you've got a lot of players that fit on this roster, on this defensive uh, side of the ball, especially, you know, in some of those rooms that are deeper, like the safety room, where you can incorporate them and find ways to get playing time. A player I'll also speak on, Travion Blaylock, the safety who has spent last year injured with that torn ACL, seems to be. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. In recovery, had a yellow non-contact uniform for a good amount of spring uh, or a good amount of the spring. But Travion Blaylock is a guy who I think is going to have a good role in this team. Why? That speed. I think that speed is going to be vital on the back end. When you have an aggressive unit like this, you need good coverage on the back. Uh, you need good coverage in the secondary. You need good recovery speed. You need guys that can really man the back end. And I think especially with Hunter Roller seemingly, seemingly playing a role closer inside the box, uh, a guy who can kind of do it all in the safety room, but maybe play closer to the line of scrimmage as a safety. You have guys like Kamoi Latu now and Trevion Blaylock in the back end. And I think that that, those two, you've got to be able to utilize that speed and you've got to be able to fit in well and have a good instinctual understanding of your responsibilities in both man and zone coverage. I think Blaylock's going to have a solid role, understanding that he could have had a solid role last year and also with that speed going to be a good portion of his game. Now, again, a lot can change. There's still summer and fall to happen, but I, I, have, a good, I have good confidence in the players that I've seen so far in the limited action where we saw in spring from them that you know, these guys could be impact players in the future. Now let's talk about some breakout candidates because, you know, there's been a little bit of offense, a little bit of defense. Both sides have seen their fair share of good days in spring over the 14, 15 practices that we've seen. Now, breakout candidates, I think there are a lot. We'll start with the offensive side of the ball. And I mean, we've got to start, if we're talking offense, we've got to start with the receiver position. I'm not going to say anybody at quarterback. I don't anticipate anybody but Tanner Mordecai starting, barring, barring any injury. Mordecai has already had his breakout kind of candidate uh, or breakout kind of season. He's, you know, he's been there. He's had a couple of strong seasons there at SMU before coming here. So let's start off with the running back room. The running back room was very intriguing in spring. Cade Iacomelli was an early winner. He was a guy who uh, immediately stood out. Why? Because the Badgers were trying to pass a, a lot to running backs in the flat. Cade Iacomelli, a guy with surefire hands, he was a guy who was the recipient of a lot of those catches. But I think there are three names really to watch out here. Iacomelli is one of them. He could be that third down receiving back option for the Badgers. Maybe even if they incorporate two running back sets on third downs, you have Yacomelli as one of those guys. I think he could be a good, a solid option out of the backfield as a receiver, even as a runner, though. Uh, pretty solid guy. But I think Grover Bordelotti, he's a guy who has increased his standing on the depth chart, both with Julius, Tom, uh, Julius Davis uh, leaving via the portal and also him getting a ton a ton of reps in the offseason. The Badgers, a little lighter in the running back room. A Jackson Aker didn't practice the entirety of, uh, of the time. Braylon Allen, you know, uh, it was dinged up once. So he also was in and out, which meant a lot of reps for the twos and the three guys and Bordelotti and Iacomelli. 
I think that those guys could see some playing time being on special teams, but also um, also just in general, especially if injuries were to happen. Those two, but the last guy I'll say is Aker. Aker and tight end Riley Nowakowski. Those guys, I think, could see more playing time than people imagine. Now, right now, it doesn't seem like they have a, a necessarily a defined role. They're in the running back and tight end room, but I think their versatility is going to come to their favor. You could still see some of them line up at fullback. You could see some of them line up in the backfield. You could see them line up as an inline blocker. I think there are a lot of roles for these uh, these two players, and I think that could see them uh, get more playing time on the field as Wisconsin tries to incorporate different looks against opposing defenses. In the receiver room, the number one guy that comes to mind is obviously C.J. Williams. C.J. Williams is a guy who obviously propelled himself to that wide receiver one role. I could, I will also say Will Pauling, but I think his breakout kind of happened in a way in spring, whereas Williams kind of came along at the end in terms of him getting into that depth chart role with the first team offense. Now, Bryson Green should certainly play a role. At least that's my belief, given the way that his production has gone during his collegiate career. But I think C.J. Williams is going to find his way on the field, as seen via his spring highlights, where he he was just really a very firm catcher of the football, a good route runner, solid speed for his size, and also a, a pretty big candidate at the receiver room. Uh, in the receiver room, he's a guy who can do it all, and I think he can win at all three levels of the field, which is important. Very solid route runner, good ca- uh, uh, good concentration. Not many drops, you know, an overall good spring for C.J. Williams, and he's the clear candidate right now to break out of that group. An early candidate was Chris Brooks. Obviously, the injury hindered him and really allowed some other players to step up with that second unit. But I think C.J. Williams, Will Pauling, those are guys that are certainly going to play a big role. Wouldn't be surprised if Pauling ends up being wide receiver one for the for the Badgers with his tendency. Pauling is just an intriguing receiver. He caught my eye on his routes on day one. It wasn't even him catching passes. The way that he runs routes, he has good fluidity. He has good fluidity within his movements. He's a good, refined route runner. And out of the slot, I think he can operate well because of obviously his change direction and the way that you know he can operate with a lot of space uh, around him. The big question is, how does he play against press? The Badgers didn't press too much out of the slot with Jason Maitre as, uh, as the top slot corner. And I think that that's going to be the big question. How does he play? against press with his uh with his frame but he plays bigger than his size he's able to make contested catches he's able to take hits he's able to he's he's able to make a lot of different plays and i think that that's going to be very intriguing for badger fans because you know he was a guy who you didn't necessarily expect to be that wide receiver one kind of guy but he immediately caught my eye clearly caught the badgers coach's eyes as he was immediately like uh propelled to that first team offense fairly fairly quickly ahead of skyler bell i think that's another guy you got to keep your eyes on Tight end room is interesting because it's the room that stays the same. But I've got to go again with Clay Cundiff. I I think Clay Cundiff plays a role in this offense despite being limited all spring. This tight end room, like I said, the Badgers are going to distribute the ball everywhere. I think this tight end room plays a role in that as well, despite maybe not being as strong as maybe the uh, the receiver room with the depth there and the running back room with the top end talent. But still, tight ends, reliable pass catchers. 
Um, you saw Jack Eschenbach and Jack Pugh get first team reps, even though Kasky getting first team reps with his versatile role. I think Clay Cundiff, though, comes back and plays a solid role for the Badgers, both as a blocker and as a receiver, which will be important for this team trying to push the ball downfield over the middle of the field, where Tanner Mordecai has shown that he can fit passes in uh, on in routes on uh, on a majority or on a really a variety of different routes. And that's that's another uh, player that I think can play a role for the Badgers this year, Clay Cundiff. He's a guy who I don't know necessarily if you'll consider it a breakout because he was a guy who was prone, uh, primed as tight end one last year, but another guy who I think can be in the mix for targets this year with the Badgers. Offensive line-wise, it seems fairly set. You know, you've got Jack Nelson there. The left guard position likely gets uh, – uh, Likely Tanner Bordellini slots back there with Jake Renfro kind of uh, sliding in at, uh, at, at center. The big question is, is there going to be a competition on that right side of the line? Is Michael Ferton kind of slotted into that right guard role after a solid spring? Is Riley Mallman slotted into that right uh, right tackle role? We'll see. I think spring is going to uh, – or summer and fall are really going to tell the Badgers who their top guys are in that room. But – uh, offensive line coach, Jack Becknell Jr., he wants a rotation of offensive linemen that he can feel comfortable with. I think it's seven, eight guys is what he said. And you've got five guys there that I said that could be projected to start. The two guys to watch that got first-team reps were Joe Huber and Trey Wadig. Huber, obviously the guard, really started for the Badgers for a majority of the, the end of spring ball at left guard. He took over while Wading took over at left guard initially before moving over to right tackle where he played a, a solid amount last year with the second team. Other guys to watch, obviously, Nolan Rucci and uh, uh, Joe Brunner, the two guys on the left side of the line at left tackle and left guard, respectively. Those two guys, those two guys can make a name for themselves. Obviously, highly touted recruits and Brunner is uh, another guy who had a solid spring. We'll see exactly where their role pans out. Will it be this year? Will it be next year? But those are two guys that also could play factor. And remember, with the seven, eight man rotation, depends how deep it goes. You've got a lot of competition. I don't know if there, we'll see a transfer later on in this unit with a deep unit here at the in the offensive line room. But you know, you've got a lot of unit, uh, a lot of players that the Badgers could see getting action, especially if you see something like last year where a ton of injuries, unfortunately, toward the Badgers in that uh, offensive line room. Let's move to the defensive side. I already labeled Jeff Petrowski. He's a guy who I think can uh, definitely break out for the Badgers this year in that uh, outside linebacker room. Darian Vorner, I expect to have a, a role in the defensive end room. But talking about some other positions on the defensive line, uh, or, or on the defense, we'll start defensive line. Kurt Neal, he's a guy who I think could see nose tackle reps. Him and Gio Piaz are the top two nose tackles on the team. But Isaiah Mullins has been seen in that role sometimes with the first team offense, playing that one technique uh, with that uh, in that nose tackle role with obviously the outside linebackers and with the new scheme. I think that you could see Isaiah Mullins fit in there as well. Kurt Neal, though, he looks solid in spring. Again. These are limited reps. You don't have pads on. It's a, it's a different story. But I think Kurt Neal is a guy who can fight for reps. Obviously, a redshirt freshman uh, coming up this year. And he's a guy who uh, saw his action a little bit last year. Uh, solid size for the position. And I think that he could be a guy that could fit in if uh, he continues to perform well in, in practice. He could be a guy that could see reps as a rotational piece for the Badgers on that defensive line. Linebacker-wise, it's a unit that 
seems very similar in terms of inside linebackers compared to last year. And I think it's a it's another solid unit. You've got uh, solid production there. I mean, solid players there. Linebackers coach and defensive coordinator Mike Tressel talked about how they were seeing this unit as having a couple of guys that are past the starting lineup, but also could be number ones like Jake Cheney in terms of being first team players. And Cheney saw th- uh, reps with the first team uh, defense in three linebacker sets. That could be the case again. Like I said, I illustrated his effect as a pass rusher. The Badgers need that this year. Could be a solid blitzer. But overall, Cheney's again another solid player. Uh, Jong Meta is there. Turner is there. Cheney's there. And I mean, they still got guys that they trust, like Tate Grass uh, in the room. Daryl Peterson will play on the outside. Another guy who's definitely poised for a bigger role without Nick Herbig. He's the guy who could be, you know, that next pass rusher for the Badgers and also could play off the ball a little bit depending on what his role will be. But the, the linebacker room, sets, uh, it's pretty set in stone, I, I'd say, at least at the top. We'll be intrigued to see how many times the Badgers run out those three linebackers given the talent that they have in that room. In the back end, though, both corners, I think, both corners from last year, Alexander Smith and Ricardo Holman, I think are poised for good seasons. Smith, the reason you don't hear about him as much as you hear about Holman, well, they don't throw his way. They tried throwing at Holman, understanding his 5'9 frame, the, the smaller frame, and also understanding how Smith has played and how Holman is obviously up and coming. That's another guy where you could see, you know, um, some some growth from both of them. I think Smith still has good football ahead of him. He's really had one real healthy season when he's been anointed a starter, and that was well, he hasn't had a full season. He only had half a season last year, where he came in off the uh, off injury and ended up being a starter for the Badgers. But I think Hallman. He's shown a lot of growth this offseason, and I think that he's going to be definitely primed in to slot as that second outside corner for the Badgers in the starting group. They're looking for transfers. I think they just want depth at this point, understanding three of their guys left in Avion Jones, a Corey Lide, and who's forgetting the third guy off the top of my head, but you've got a lot of uh, departures in that cornerback room. Um and so you need you, you definitely need bodies. And I think that, you know, that room, those two top guys, we'll see where it goes behind them because you've got two true freshmen playing with the second team in Jonas Ciclona and Jace Arnold. We'll see where it goes behind them. But you hope those two don't get injured because the impact that I believe they can have this offseason. Jason Maitre is no slouch either. Guy who they brought in, he fits the vibe. He's, a, he's an energy guy, a real big energy guy. Doesn't mind talking. He, he's a guy who I think could fit in well in the slot not only uh, in, in coverage, but more importantly with the other roles that the slot cornerback has to have as a blitzer, as a guy who uh, blows things up in the run game, not able, uh, not afraid to go and put his body on the line out there. And then the safety room, I mean, the safety room, we've got a lot of different candidates because it really truly depends on injury. Deepest room, arguably, on the roster. You've got three startable guys in Blaylock, in Latu, and in Roller, but a lot of great reserves. Austin Brown saw time, Owen Arnett saw time with the second team. I mean, really, a lot of players saw a good amount of time uh, back there with the second team. Uh, with the second team defense. And so I think that, you know, there's a lot, there could be a lot of movement with the reserves. And not to mention, you've got some uh, solid freshmen uh, coming in. Braden Moore was there in the spring, initially played with the slot guys, ended up moving uh, to safety, where which was the position that he was prepared for anyway. And then you've got another guy coming in, 
very soon as well. So, you know, you, you've got a lot of got a lot of players there in that room and a lot of potential breakout candidates with the turnover that this roster has seen. But overall, it was a solid spring ball for the Badgers. Offense won a couple of days. Defense won a couple of days. I'd say defense is a little more along the path right now, but the offense still getting accumulated to each other. I don't think there's too much cause for worry. And as I said, that week four day where, where they start conference play, I think that that's the week where you really want that offense to really start clicking as you go into this full conference slate from there. But the Badgers seems like they're in a good shape. Recruiting now is the big story heading into May and June where the big recruiting months and official visits come through. But guys, it's been a great time talking with all of y'all, making uh, just giving you guys some updates and my thoughts on spring ball and the breakout candidates for the Badgers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the channel to get the latest on the podcast. And be sure to check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter. We put out a lot of great content every day. We're trying to get uh, as much as we can for you guys in terms of recruiting, in terms of basketball, football, and even softball, which is going on right now. But thank you guys as well so much for uh, tuning in and giving us your viewership and really your thoughts. We, We really appreciate it. See you guys next time. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.